What are you gonna smoke that? Nope. You are. <laughs> Hell if I am. Yeah. Yeah. You're not? No. Why, you're a Mormon or something? You're Jesus freak? No, man, I'm not losing my job. This is your job. I can't do that. Smoke it. Huh. This ain't a test. Just take a hit. Where the f is my stogie, guys? Flying in. I even flying in. Kiss my ass radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Broadcasting live with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Libertarians, lovers of the leaf, coast to coast, people everywhere. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Kiss My Ash Radio. I am Adam K., the Brewmeister, and with me in studio today, the driver of the struggle bus, Lady M. The lovely Lady hey, M. Hey, I made it today, didn't I? You did. I don't even want to listen back to last week's episode where I didn't make it and what you guys had to say about it. All I said was I referred to you as the captain of the struggle bus. Mm-hmm. Well, struggle struggle bus is here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's oh, all I'm saying. And we are missing one. Yes, Honest Abe is on assignment this week. Hopefully, he has uh, found that rat that was chasing him around. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> really? You want to come up with something better? <laughs> yeah, he's sick. He's really sick. He's at home. But we're thinking about him, Abe. If you're listening out there, I know you're on Periscope. Maybe. Hope you feel better, bud. Okay. I'm going to drink my Yoo-Hoo to you. Okay. Sounds like a good plan. Every week on Kiss My Ash Radio, we like to get a lot of great guests and fun and exciting things for you. This week, we've got Aaron, Clint Aaron from 262 Cigars. So we'll be here out of Virginia. We'll hear all about their products and what it is 262 Cigars is about. Yeah. And joining the revolution. And stay tuned also because we're going to give away a five-pack of their cigars too. Well, I was going to talk about that when we actually had him on. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but you can get to that But stay tuned. Too. Yeah, we're going to do it. Also, Michael Howard from With It Without Industries will be here to talk about a deodorizing cigar smell remover. This stuff's pretty cool, actually. Mm, did you try it? I did. Did it work? Yep. Oh, it so did. hey, we've got an actual person who has tried and done everything. And what are we going to do later in the show? Are you going to give them some away? We're going to give some samples of Whiff It away. Well, hey, Whiff Out. Whiff Out, sorry. Whiff It is probably something completely different. Well, whiff It. That might be like Whip Its or something. Whip Its. Also, Frank Herrera, Cigar Law himself, will be here in studio. I can't believe it's been almost four years and we haven't had Frank on, because Frank's a very interesting guy. You know, he had a cigar line for a while, mm-hmm. was in the retail game for a while. Did he have a store locally? Exactly. And is also one of the guys who represents pretty much everybody in the cigar industry. So he'll have a lot of interest. He's I'm also sure responsible he's for the knowledge. first cigar lawsuit against the FDA. So, oh, really? Yes. So he's the one whose name keeps coming up. So yeah. he's probably got a lot of great stories. And, well, hopefully some that he can actually tell without breaking confidentiality. And as well, we'll see you know what he's got to say about the FDA, yeah, the lawsuits, and what's coming for the future of the cigar industry. Hopefully he can break it down to me in like baby talk so I can understand it. 
Okay. Yes. We will. We will see if I'm see sure if he can. can do that. <laughs> we will see if it happens. Every week on Kiss My Ash Radio, we like to give away fantastic things. Every week, our good friends over at Zykar, show sponsor from day one, give away some fantastic cutters and lighters. Last week, we had a caption contest of a pie-eating facial contest. You know, and I, you know, it was a pie-eating contest. Why it had to go so south, I don't know. Well, because it happened to be a cherry pie that yeah. the person's face was covered in, and yes. well... I'm yeah. sure there were. I don't. I didn't even read. Were there a lot of? I'm sure there were a lot of very, 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 vi- very vulgar, menstruating food. joke kind yep. of things. Yep. Yeah, Believe it that. or not. Believe it or not, there were. Yeah, well, we probably knew that was going to happen. But what was the winning caption? Do you know? Yeah, um, it was um, Donald Smith. He put on um, the, these two lions. He put his face in the middle of like a herd of lions. <laughs> And said I was grew, grown up by lions or something. Uh, was raised funny. by yeah, lions. Yeah, raised by uh, lions. Yeah, fantastic. We on our so Facebook congratulations page. to Donald Smith. You won last week's Kiss My Ash Radio Zykar Prize. This week, if you want to take home a fantastic prize, what are the key people at Zykar giving away this week, this Lady This week, um, they're actually giving away this awesome little combo set. And um, it's, it's awesome because it comes in this little tin box and it's a magnetic... Um, ultra slim cutter with the single f- jet flame lighter valued at 150 bucks and they're magnetic and they go together and they're super thin so you always have a cutter and lighter with you together in one piece it's great love it wow. so yeah this is a really stellar prize for this week all you have to do is post your best caption to this week's caption contest do you know what the picture is this week i do not i haven't seen it yet me in a bubble ball you're in a bubble ball yeah remember the bubble ball yeah. that we played in so it's it was... you and a knocker ball yep knocker ball Huh. So. Is it a good photo of you in a knocker yeah, ball? Yeah, I actually think I look really sweaty and hot. Oh, it's well. Like a sexy, sweaty picture. You know, knocker ball. In knocker ball. I'm going to have to look this up. It should be a great one. That should also be for some good fun times. If you want to participate in this week's Zachar Prize, just go to the Kiss My Ash Radio Facebook page and post your caption for Lady M in a bubble. It should be a great time. Also, our friends over at Recluse post the Recluse Weekly Poll. And if you part- want to part- win the five-pack from our good friends at Iconic Leaf, all you have to do is cast your vote in the weekly recluse poll of the week. Last week we asked you, what do you expect for Father's Day? I'm actually pretty surprised by these results. Really? I'm not. Really? Yeah. I guess guys are just way more down-to-earth and cool. 7% of you said it's a big deal for me. Uh, <laughs> another 7% of you said it's a big deal for me. I'd be hurt if my family didn't honor me. And another 7% said that they would like a card and perhaps a homemade gift, but they would be embarrassed if their family made a big fuss over the holiday. And 79% of you voted nothing. This is a holiday created by card companies. It's more important for me to see my children be, be appreciated by them every day. Yeah. So congrats. I feel go like up. if that was Mother's Day, it would be like the opposite. Right. Because well, us women, we want things. Absolutely. At least I do. You would like it to be... Listen, I don't need diamond earrings on Mother's Day, but... Um... Yeah, make a big deal about it. I want to I wanna fuss. Okay. <laughs> and I'm not a mother. <laughs> not <All> yet. Right. <laughs> well, we're not even going to get into Who's that. Who's the one. winner? Rick Strawn from Swanee, Georgia, participated in last week's poll and took home this week's Recluse 5-Pack. Congratulations out to Rick. If you want to win another 5-Pack, all you have to do is visit our Facebook page at Kiss My Ash Radio and participate in this week's poll. With the all-new FDA regulations on the horizon, lots of cigar manufacturers are going full steam ahead in production, and we'll be releasing a massive, when I say massive, I mean massive amount of cigars at the upcoming trade show next month. What are your thoughts about this? 
Are you one? Lots of new cigars for me to smoke, so I'm happy. Two, I'm afraid the production of my regular smokes will be affected by all these new releases. Or three, I could care less. Only the strong will survive. I ain't go with three. <sighs> I would like to go for option four. None uh, of the above. This is a terrible idea. We're all we're all we're all gonna die. It's gonna be awful. Uh, yes, that is what I'm going with. Don't forget to check out the anti-FDA gear, the FDA ruining cigars, one week at a time. Go to smokein.com forward slash FDA, and all proceeds go to the CRA. If you haven't yet checked it out, you can also check out the video at the Kiss My Ash Radio YouTube page. A lot of great shirts supporting a very good cause. Definitely. When we come back, we're going to talk to Clint Aaron of 262 Cigars out of Virginia and see what they're all about. Keep it lit. The journey of Jarguera began with a very special yet delicate Cuban seed. The Grupo de Maestros took their rare tobacco to the privileged farmlands of western Honduras, where they began a five-year program to combine its sweet flavors and distinctively aromatic qualities with the robustness of Criollo 98. The result was Jarguera, a genetic hybrid tobacco containing the best qualities of each. Grown on a single state containing rich soil and ideal weather conditions, Jarguera features flavors of coffee and chocolate with hints of nutmeg and cinnamon. Shade and sun-grown versions of this exceptional tobacco are now used exclusively in one cigar. Jarguera H. Upman. Experience Jarguera H. Upman. Now at your local tobacconist and visit jarguera.com to learn more. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. The Oliva family, makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available. For seven straight years, Cigar Aficionado has rated Oliva as one of the best cigars. And in 2014, the Siri V. Melanio Figurado was crowned as number one cigar in the world. The Siri V. Melanio is known for its rich, big notes of leather framed by a range of coffee, caramel, and woody intonations. So always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and uncompromising quality. This is a La Aurora-issued public service announcement. The iconic lion has gone rogue. Breaking out of the original Dominican Cigar Factory is Untamed by La Aurora. Undoubtedly, one of their strongest cigars proves that not only can their factory provide flavorful sticks, but powerful as well. Taking a fantastic Dominican Nicaraguan blend and wrapping it with an oily Connecticut broadleaf wrapper creates a wild ride of flavor from start to finish. Be aware, this animal is extremely aggressive and should be approached with caution. Perfecting a seed for over 40 years takes skill. And again, so does growing the perfect beard. Take it from Matt Booth, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the owner of the infamous Room 101 brand. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds. Built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. From the makers of the number one cigar in the USA in 2013, the Aging Room Quattro F55 comes yet another highly rated cigar, the Aging Room Bin Number 1, a full-bodied Dominican cigar made with some of the world's oldest tobacco in the market today from the harvest of 1997, 98, and 99. It starts out smooth and builds up in strength and flavor until it reaches its full potential, the Aging Room Bin Number 1. For the true connoisseur looking for a sophisticated smoking experience with balance, complexity, and character, Aging Room Cigars, blending is in our DNA. Awarded the 2014 Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year, 
With numerous 90-plus ratings, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary Cigar celebrates Tabacalera Perdomo's 20 years as one of Nicaragua's largest premium cigar manufacturers. Using only the highest priming tobaccos grown exclusively by the Perdomo family, the 20th Anniversary Cigar has a tremendous profile with layer upon layer of rich, elegant, complex flavors. Visit your nearest authorized tobacconist today and experience the masterful blend of these Nicaraguan puros. Now available in extremely limited edition pyramid size in Sangro or Maduro. Hey, fools, how about a game of cutthroat? It's your funeral. That's my kind of game. Arnold, I hope your pool playing is better than your choice of cigars. What do you mean? Wow, tough crowd. Here, try this recluse cigar. You're going to need all the help you can get. Don't be stingy. Let me get one of those. Recluse. Wow, that's a good smoke. Now I can bring my A game. I think you should stick with that recluse cigar and work on your B game because you don't have an A game. And I know a little something about games. Boom. Ooh, that's cold. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K, the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio. I am Adam K, the Brewmeister, and with me, everyone's favorite cheery lady, the lovely Lady M. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back. I'm here. Lovely to have you. <clears throat> and we are here broadcasting live in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. This is episode 211 of Kiss My Ash Radio. And now it's time for what we consider to be our favorite part of the show. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker. This week, Kiss My Ash Radio is pleased to welcome Clint Aaron of 262 Cigars, founded in 2010 with the principle of post-revolution seed with pre-revolution taste. Joining us from Virginia, Clint Aaron. Clint, welcome to Kiss My Ash Radio. Hey, thanks for having me. How are you guys this morning? Doing good, doing good. Well, I am fantastic, Great. but the struggle bus queen is... Uh, I'm here. I'm alive. Alive and present. That's I'm what ready. we got. 262. It's uh it's a it's an interesting name. Where did this name 262 come from? That is my uh golf score. So, uh-huh. um no, I'm just uh, well, <laughs> Is that a I was going to say is that a good? Is that terrible? <laughs> for for like that's, 3 days maybe. <laughs> yeah, you know, four four rounds at the uh, Masters with 262 I might walk away with a green jacket. Yeah. Um but uh no, it it stands for February, which is the second month of 1962. And the significance behind that is that's when JFK signed the Cuban trade embargo. And it's not the fact that he signed it, but it's how he went went about doing it. He had his press secretary, Pierre Salinger, go round up all the Cuban H. Upman Petit Coronas he could find. He brings them back, and then JFK signs the embargo. So he got all of his before anybody else could get theirs. And you fast forward 50-plus years, we are still dealing with the government trying to tell us what we can and can't do, where we can and can't smoke. Um, the FDA is is trying to snuff out this industry altogether, and meanwhile, all these politicians are up on Capitol Hill smoking Cuban cigars. So, what's good for the goose isn't good for the gander, apparently. So that's uh, that's kind of that's where that name came from. We're just passionate about our rights as Americans to enjoy a perfectly legal product. We're all adults here; we can make an informed, educated decision on whether or not we want to smoke cigars. So. Agreed. That's that's kind of where we stand before I get on a soapbox and get my blood pressure through the roof here. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to get you all worked up. But hey, Clint, why don't you tell us about how you got into the industry and what you know inspired uh, you know the beginning of two six two? 
Yeah, so um, I, I grew up in a house. My uh, my parents are marathon runners. My sister's a triathlete, and um, I guess I'm just a, a slouch. Um, yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, that's an interesting uh, transition like, like, to start with. <laughs> I, I know. So growing up was, was kind of anti-smoking, anti-tobacco. I've got asthma, bad allergies, sinus problems, whole nine yards. And, uh, you know, I'd go to college, and my buddy's like, hey, man, let's have a cigar. And, and I said, nah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm good. And he just kind of you know left it at that didn't pressure me or anything and a couple times other times hanging out i finally lit up a cigar and it was almost like the world just stood still and um that's what i, I fell in love with was that camaraderie camaraderie the conversation all of that and um graduated college fast forward was was working in the corporate uh world and decided that that was not for me and wanted to do something that i was passionate about and growing up just south of Indianapolis, I, I love anything with a motor and wheels, but I'm just too tall to be a race car driver. And uh, yeah, I missed my call to be a rock star. So uh, <laughs> I said, hey, man, let's Let me let, dabble let's in the cigar industry. Yeah, yeah. You know, I saw a bunch of other people that didn't have the, you know, Cuban heritage or tobacco heritage. And, you know, I was just another another gringo from Indiana, and, and I saw a bunch of other guys doing it. And, uh I said, well, if they can do it, why can't I? So we kind of got the got the ball rolling, and, and, you know, five, six years later, here we are. All right, there we go. Now, interesting that you have the principle of post-revolution seed with pre-revolution taste, and yet, for me, that would seem like a very Cuban-esque trait or a Cuban-esque calling, but yet you have no Cuban heritage whatsoever. Where did that idea come from? I'm, I'm sorry, I, I think I lost you there. Ah, okay. So what I was saying is, you have the principle of post-revolution seed with pre-revolution taste. And with yes. that, that seems like a very Cuban-esque, just overall idea. But yet, as you just said, you have no Cuban heritage whatsoever. So how did this all come about? Yeah, it, it was more of um, just, just, you know, when we said taste, more just taking uh, whatever you want it to be and, and letting that be your revolution, whether it's the anti-smoking zealots, whether it's the the mother-in-law that, that turns up her nose, um, whatever you come in smelling like a cigar, <laughs> or whatever the case may be, that just get back to back to basics and, and let that you know stand on its own legs. Absolutely. Clint, did you feel that like any part, like once when you started, started 262 and you were just getting into the industry, was there a point where you just were so, were you struggling or you felt you you know you faced any complications where you thought that maybe this is the worst idea ever, and you thought about Nick saying it, and you just didn't. Um, not really. You know, it's it's been there's always struggles in business. Doesn't matter what line of work you're in, but this industry is just such a great industry, and for the most part, everybody wants to see everybody succeed on some level. We're all fighting for the same shelf space, but at the end of the day, we're all fighting you know big government and and so we we just do a great job of banding together and it's really been great to have some some folks kind of take me under their wing and, and show me the ropes and and say well this is where i messed up and so you may want to steer in this direction instead so it, it's just been wonderful yeah that is the wonderful thing about that's this a, industry that's a really good point i wanted to ask so then to get you in in all of this who was your yoda per se who uh, who has been your mentor in the cigar industry yeah, uh, Ralph Montero with Alec Bradley Cigars. Really? He's the uh, con- consigliere. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh. very true. And how did you get yeah. how did you get hooked up with Ralph? 
Uh, you know, I just picked up the phone one day when I decided that I didn't want to be an accountant anymore and I wanted to do cigars and just started calling people. And, um, you know, I was paying attention as a cigar smoker. Uh, we're just we're just fans of cigars. We're, we're customers first and foremost and started smoking a bunch of cigars that were out of my, my wheelhouse and, and my norm and really liked what Ralph and Alan and the folks at Alec Bradley were doing. So just picked up the phone and said, I want to get into this industry. Can you help me out? And they said, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll be more than happy to help. So that's how that, that all started. I'm looking at your cigar right here that I have, the 262, I don't even, what, what, how do I pronounce this word? Paradigm? Yeah. The paradigm. That silent G always gets me. You know? I know, right? <laughs> Where did the inspiration <laughs> from this artwork come from? Um, well, that was our, our first cigar, and that was... Um, you know, I guess that's six years ago. So that was, if you kind of look back at uh, 2010, that was kind of that that edgy. Um, you know, artwork was was pretty popular back then. Uh, but we, not having any any heritage or tobacco heritage, we were kind of um, new kids on the block. And you know, a picture of of me in a, in a tobacco field just wouldn't look right. So we wanted to go <laughs> with something that harkened back to the days of. of standing up for your rights and, and a little edgier. And, and with that nautical star, a lot of old, the old-time sailors, they would get that tattoo because the, the North Star always pointed home. And so with that tattoo, they'd always look at that and it would remind them of home. So with that star, it just reminds us to get back to fighting for our rights, for taking a stand for what we believe in. So how many lines do you have out now? Out now we have four core lines, and then we um, we also do a, um, a, a bundled line of cigars as well, with three different uh, wrappers on that. So, all together, you could say uh, seven. Okay, so seven. So I mean, that's a very. And how does a kid from Indiana end up in Virginia? Uh, school. Ah, so always I, one yeah. of those great things that transitions us back into moving through. All right, we're going to have a lot more That's with right. Clint Aaron. we got to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the cigars, his process, and how they make cigars happen for 262 Cigars. When we come back, keep it lit. Taste in cigars, as in all things, is largely a matter of personal preference. Quality, on the other hand, can be held to measurable standards. The De Crossier brand embodies excellence, crafted using time-honored old-world traditions that date back to the 19th century. From the minute you light one of our fine cigars, you will savor what has been called by many the best-kept secret in the cigar industry. This message has been approved by Santana Diaz, candidate for 2016 Cigar of the Year. Congratulations, champ, on winning your exhibition fight. What are you going to do to celebrate? I'm going to smoke one of these amazing Leaf by Oscar cigars. You mean Leaf by Oscar? That's what I said, Leaf by Oscar. It's called Leaf by Oscar, and yes, they are amazing cigars. See, now you're making me mad. I just want to enjoy my Leaf by Oscar cigar, but you're making fun of me. It's called Leaf by Oscar. That's two knockouts. Now I get to smoke two Leaf by Oscar cigars. That's Leaf by Oscar. Quality and value are always the two biggest determining factors for consumers when making buying decisions. Casa Bella by Sindicato Cigars offers superior flavor, quality construction, and an affordable everyday price. Completely handmade in the Dominican Republic, these value-priced, smooth yet flavorful cigars are comprised of Dominican and Nicaraguan filler tobaccos, and they're available in natural and Maduro wrappers. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Casa Bella Cigars. 
Cigar Enthusiasts Did you know your personal freedom to enjoy a fine cigar is affected by some form of smoking ban in all 50 states? Additionally, taxation on premium cigars is at its highest level in history, with some states taxing at an astronomical rate of 75%. Finally, there's a solution. CRA, Cigar Rights of America, is the first and only nonprofit public advocacy association fighting for your freedom to enjoy a fine cigar. Don't just sit there. Become part of the solution. Become a CRA member today. Membership is only $35 a year. That's less than $3 a month. And as a special bonus, CRA will send you two limited edition cigars as a way to say thank you for joining. Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member. I can barely remember, but my first time was on my boat. Winning! My first time was in the locker room at the gym after a grueling workout. My first time was on a cool, crisp morning right on the 18th hole. Everyone remembers the first time they had Hex. Hex cigars are the perfect balance of body and flavor that will have you reminiscing long after the embers have gone out. Visit SyndicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer today. Because you will always remember the first time you had Hex. Look, everyone knows working out sucks. If getting healthy and in shape was easy, everyone would be doing it. But imagine an environment where workouts were specially designed for dramatic physical changes, where you have personal supervision of a certified trainer and a group of supportive, like-minded individuals working alongside you, constantly motivating you to do your best. This is why CrossFit has swept the nation. Check out CrossFitChrome.com for our newest location in Boynton Beach and see how you can get your first month for only $29. That's CrossFitChrome.com. Eat, sleep, chrome, repeat. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, their life and their family's life changes dramatically. Chemotherapy treatments, doctor visits, and trips to the hospital soon consume their time. The programs and services provided by the Kids Cancer Foundation make it possible for the foundation to meet the needs of our young patients and families. We could not provide these resources without your support. For more information and to find out how you can make a difference in the life of a child battling cancer, call 561-333-8116 or visit kidscancersf.org. Sponsored by CLE Cigars. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. All right, this is from a television show, Lady M. Um, banana. I want to say, like, Kill Bill. That was a movie, but this is a television show. Um, it was on HBO. I don't watch HBO. Ah. I don't believe in paying for TV. I don't know who you think okay. You are this is True Blood. Oh. Yes, and this is Chris Isaacs. Yeah. We've been over this. I want to do bad things to you. Yeah. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio. I am Adam K. the Brewmeister. With me, the... Always up and up on to date on pop culture, Lady M. <clears throat> That's why you have me here. Welcome back to another fantastic episode. We are in the middle of our Meet Your Maker segment with Clint Heron of 262 Cigars. Clint, once again, thanks for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, before we got to break, we were talking about how Ralph Montero of Alec Bradley has kind of been your Zen master, your consigliere to get into the cigar industry. Uh, you've got seven lines currently. Who is doing your production? Uh, right now, our production is done at Tobacco Air Carreras down in uh, Esteli, Nicaragua. 
Aha. And how long has that been? Has that been since day one? How did you get involved with them? No, it, uh, I did an event at uh, Outlaw, uh, oh. I don't know, four or five years ago or so, and um, ran into uh, ran into Craig, and he, you know, we just kind of kept in touch and found out he was building the factory, so I gave him a shout and said, hey, man, I'd like to do a special product, uh, special production run with you, and we did one run, and ever since then, it's just kind of, you know, been, uh, I guess, a match made in heaven. I can totally see that. So what is your process like? Do you just get some samples? Do they send you some things? Or do you go down and fill it, literally just get your hands in the bales and say, I like this, I don't like that? What, what's it like for you? Yeah, it, it really just kind of depends on, on what we're we're looking to do. I mean, I get down to the factory as much as I can with being on the road 200 nights a year stateside doing events and store visits and stuff. But I try to get down uh, once a quarter, and uh, I'll, I'll call Gonzalo who's the, uh, the, the master blender down there, and just kind of tell him what I'm looking for. And he'll start working on some stuff. And, and uh, when I get down there, there's probably, you know, anywhere from uh, four to eight to ten variations. And we'll smoke through them. And sometimes it's the first one you smoke, and you say, hey, I don't need to smoke anything else. This is it. <laughs> and then other times it's, uh, you know, you, you kind of have to go back to the drawing board. But, uh, you know, I'll tell you, these, these guys, they will, as the saying goes, forget more about tobacco than I'll, I'll ever know. And, uh, you, you know, you're talking about a guy um, in his uh, late 60s, early 70s from Cuba that was uh, over all of the agriculture in Cuba. And the guy's just a genius. And I'll, I'll say, Gonzalo, I'd like to use this leaf and this leaf and this leaf. And he kind of, you know, cocks his head a little bit and he says, uh, I know what you're going for, but this leaf and this leaf don't go well together. Substitute this leaf instead. And then it's just, you know, it, it's like Christmas in your mouth. So these guys are great. Now, the paradigm I've got here in front of me is a box press. Are all your cigars box pressed, or have you variated in sizes? And Yeah, so the box press Toro uh, is my uh, favorite size, uh-huh. followed by the Lancero. So every line I do... We'll have a box press tour. That's kind of been our staple from day one. And uh, so that's the only one that we do box press, and everything else is, you know, just your standard standard cigar. Really? So because the box press and the Toro is your personal favorite, every Toro in your lines are box press, but then nothing else in the line is. Correct. I like Interesting. That. That's a very different approach to it, I have to say. Yeah. Do you consider, <laughs> do you consider um, 262 a boutique cigar company? I do, yeah. Yeah, I, I very much do. How many cigars are you importing a uh, year currently? Uh, we're doing about, uh, I'd have to look at a report, but uh, off the top of my head, 175 to 200,000. Really? That's not, uh, yeah. that's not a small number. That is a, that is a nice little chunk right there. And uh, how many accounts do you currently have? We are uh, right at around 400. Really? Not bad for yeah. six years. That's pretty good. That is a very nice round number. Uh, so what, what's been the biggest struggle of trying to, you know, uh, Fred Rui from Nomad often says, you know, someone once asked him, he's like, why, what, what makes you special as just another, what makes you different or are you just another gringo yeah. walking yeah. into a cigar industry? So what, when someone says that to you, what is your answer? Uh, you know, I usually just kind of play it off and make a joke and change the subject. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> it's um, you, you get, kind of get that question a lot, and it's one of those where I still have not found the 
the right answer. It's just something that I'm passionate about that I love, and I love to be able to share my passion and my dreams and my drive with people. And it all kind of harkens back to why we get in this industry in the first place, and that's the conversation, the camaraderie. You can be in a cigar shop with people from all different walks of life, uh, but at the end of the day, for the most part, people check their their, um, egos at the door, and it's just, it's like cheers in there. And um, a guy, maybe somebody's sitting there smoking a cigar, a guy, gal, has car problems, and somebody pipes up and says, oh, well, you know, my brother's a mechanic. Uh, let me let me get you in touch with him. And, right. and that's, that's that's what I absolutely love about this industry. And people say, no, it's it's like that. It, it, you know, it's uh, in the in the liquor industry. And I would say, no, maybe not. to some extent. But but at the end of the day, there's either going to be a brouhaha or you love everybody, right? Right. <laughs> you get that li- that liquid courage and it just it, it kind of distorts distorts things. So that's what I absolutely love about the cigar industry. So that's. Again, that, that's kind of what I what I tell people and share with folks. Clint, um, obviously, we're we're sitting here. Everyone in the industry is now looking at these new FDA regulations. Um, being founded in two thousand and ten, how do you feel that two six two is going to be affected by the regulations? And do you have any plans on moving forward? Um, you know, with the regulations. Yeah, um, it it all kind of depends on what we. What we end up with—that's uh, the, you know the final final number. I still don't think we know what the final number is going to be for each um, application. There's been speculation, and you'll have to forgive me. I've been in seven airports in the past four days, so I'm I'm kind of out of uh, out of the loop on some stuff. Totally um, if there's been anything that, that that's come across the wire here recently, but it it really just—and I think for a lot of folks—depends on what. Um, what that dollar amount is. I mean, yeah. if it's a hundred thousand per SKU or ten thousand per SKU, or if there's a bundle package or substantially equivalent, it, there's still the you know the FDA still doesn't even know what they're talking about. Right. There's they're still up in the air. So right. it's just kind of putting everybody in purgatory right now, and we're all kind of sitting here and playing that waiting game. But uh, you know, I, I absolutely love this industry, and I and I would love to be able to to move forward in this industry. Well, with everybody trying to get product on the market before august 8th of this year are you rolling out a bunch of new lines or working on anything that's going to be coming up and new you know i I had some stuff uh some tricks up my sleeve and before this august 8th date came about but at this point i don't want to rush anything to market that's not ready you know the cigars are um still resting still need some time i guess what i could do is you know bring them into the states and and just kind of let them rest in the states and, and um, go that route, but uh, I, I just don't want to release green cigars or bring bring something to market just to have a name out. Right. I would rather I would rather focus on my core lines that I currently have and make sure that those are the best that they can be instead of flooding the market with a bunch of stuff that that I'm not 100 percent behind. Absolutely. Well, hey, that's an excellent way to put it, and uh, hopefully that all comes together. So, you know, we mentioned you have seven lines out currently, but we didn't get any other names, styles, variations. What Give us some in-depth on these other lines that you've got other than, like, the Paradigm we've already talked about. And we know everyone's yeah. got a box press Toro, but, I mean, are all of them interestingly named as well? Yeah, so we've got the Paradigm, uh, which, which we just spoke about. The Ideology was the second one that we did, and that's a uh, Nicaraguan Habana Rosado wrapper. I kind of call that one the two-headed monster. If you just bring the the smoke in your palate and exhale, it's you know creamy, smooth, toasty, buttery. 
the moment you retrohale, I mean, it, it just goes to 11. Uh, you get all that Nicaraguan spice. It's front-loaded. It's just a very fun cigar to smoke. Uh, the next one we did was the Revere. It's all Nicaraguan, medium-plus strength, medium-plus body. Uh, we used tobacco from the Holy Trinity of growing regions, Jalapa, Estelé, and Condega. You, you know, you're going to get that pepper you expect, but it's very well balanced with some natural sweetness and some earthy tones. Um, and then uh, we, we took about a year or so, two years, and, and didn't come out with anything. And uh, just kind of rode, rode the wave of, of, you know, having fun and traveling and doing events. And then we decided to come out with the Allegiance, which is, I went back to the Brazilian Montefino, which is on the Paradigm. Uh, but instead of using the Dura, I, I use natural, uh, natural wrapper. And it's, it's just an everyday cigar for an everyday cigar smoker, uh, which was something that we, we really wanted to do. We get a lot of, uh, a lot of folks that come up at, at some of these events, and they say, man, I've only been smoking for a month and a half or two months. What, what do you have? And so that's, that's what I wanted. It's something that you could just, at the end of the day, put a period on the day, leave the phone in the house, leave the computer in the house, go sit on, out on the back deck, and just relax and not even have to think about what you're doing anymore. So um, so those are the, the four core lines that we have. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we also wanted to have a cigar. I'm, I love to golf. I don't have time to golf, but I love to golf. Uh, um, you and me both. And I am notorious for setting my cigar on the golf cart and then driving over it. Oh. And I just I got sick of, of essentially lighting $8 on fire or $9 on fire every time I'd run over a, a cigar, which happens, you know, two or three times around. So <laughs> we came out, wanted to come out with a cigar that was uh, wallet-friendly but still tasted great. And so we came out with uh, a line called Peacefield, and we offer that in uh, uh, Maduro, Habano, and Connecticut. And we just do two sizes in that, a 6x50 and a 7x50. Um, and, it, you know, they, they retail uh, right around 4 bucks. All right. So, that is fantastic. Yeah. All right, so let's say I'm a new consumer. You're meeting in a store. What is your 60-second sales pitch? Go. Uh, <laughs> 60 seconds. Man, you, y'all are really putting me on the spot this morning. Absolutely. <laughs> got to be the on your game. This is what we do. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had one cup of coffee. So, um, you know, I basically run through and, and try to find out what you smoke. The last thing I want to do is put a cigar in your hand that is, is my palate but may not be yours. So we play quick 20 questions figure out what you want, and then um, tell a little bit about the brand because people always want to know about 262. And that uh, they asked me if it's my area code, which I think is up in Milwaukee. Oh, um, I, that was my Adam thought. actually said that before you came on air. He goes, maybe it's his area code. I'm like, hmm, 262. Some people love their area code, like all those people in the 305s or the or uh, going yeah. back to uh, 2003 when uh, what's-his-face came out with area code. Cisco. No, it wasn't Cisco. Somebody. Oh, that was the thong song. That was the, the 90s also. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so Clint uh, Aaron, the website is smoketherevolution.com. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of that? Yeah, uh, and we actually shortened it up to just 262cigars.com. Uh, uh-huh. With all the um, kind of all the vape and stuff coming out, Smoke the Revolution just sounded too... Head shopish, uh-huh. and we really want to we really want to differentiate ourselves and, and not to get on this FDA soapbox and be Debbie Downer. But you know that's the the main issue that we're up against is we're just getting lumped in with all the vape and all the uh, extracurricular stuff and all the uh, the e cig stuff. So yeah. um, you know I, my uh, my credit card processor I got to notice that they were shutting me down 
and um, did some digging, and they said, well, the biggest issue is that uh, even though you are all business to business, um, it's a high risk, and we're not doing that, and uh, we're getting a lot of pushback and a lot of chargebacks from the vape industry. So since you are, you know, peddling nicotine, we're just not dealing with that anymore. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, fun stuff. All right. So check it out. Is there a full list of where people can find your cigars on 262.com? Yeah, 262cigars.com. 262cigars.com. Find a retailer near you and uh, events page, all that fun stuff, and more information about what's going on. Yep, absolutely. Fantastic. Clint, Aaron, thank you for being here. You are off the hot seat. You can go sit down and breathe for a little while. Have another cup of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Thank thank you all for having me. Absolute pleasure. Clint, thank you for being here. 262cigars. Check it out at 262cigars.com. When we come back, Michael Howard from Without Industries will tell us all about his deodorizing product. Keep it lit. Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and I'd like to invite you to try one of our decade cigars. This premier cigar received a 95 rating from Cigar Aficionado, one of the highest ratings ever afforded by that magazine. It's a beautiful Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper with fillers from Nicaragua and Honduras. This cigar is medium to full-bodied, rich, complex, yet elegant and well-balanced. I promise you, you're going to love the decade. Try it. Zycar, the world leader in cigar accessories, has done it again. One of their best lighters is now even better. The popular Enigma Double Jet Flame Lighter is now the new Enigma 2. Complete with a new clean design, this lighter was re-engineered for dependability and performance. It feels more ergonomic in your hand, and new internal components give it the horsepower you need. Like everything Zycar, this comes with the incredible lifetime warranty. Zycar for life. You know, some football players today remind me of Cuban cigars. They're weaker, they talk too much, and they don't pack the same punch they used to. Take it from Mike Ditka, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold, and check out the new Camacho Corojo line of smokes. Built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Pick one up today. Swag Cigars, offering a cigar for you. From the medium-bodied Swag Puro Dominicano, the full-bodied Swag Black, and now the new Swag Round Connecticut with a flavor profile not usually found in milder blends. The flavor profile takes you from creamy smoothness to a place no other milder cigar has ventured. Available in four great sizes, shipping to stores near you in August 2015, and priced right. Boutique Blend Cigars, blending is in our DNA. Since the dawn of time, the universe has been constantly evolving. Now experience the evolution of flavor. Sindicato Cigars, available in Ecuadorian shade-grown Corojo and San Andres Marron wrappers, are beautifully crafted by master blender Arsenio Ramos. Using a double-leaf binder and meticulously box-pressed, Sindicato Cigars provide the perfect draw to deliver the evolved flavors you won't soon forget. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Sindicato Cigars. 
Look, everyone knows working out sucks. Getting healthy and in shape was easy. Everyone would be doing it. But imagine an environment where workouts were specially designed for dramatic physical changes, where you have personal supervision of a certified trainer and a group of supportive, like-minded individuals working alongside you, constantly motivating you to do your best. This is why CrossFit has swept the nation. Check out CrossFitChrome.com for our newest location in Boynton Beach and see how you can get your first month for only $29. That's CrossFitChrome.com. Eat, sleep, chrome, repeat. To affinity and beyond. That is where Affinity Cigars will take you. These mild to medium cigars use only the finest select high-grade Ecuadorian Connecticut tobacco, creating a cigar that delivers a smooth, rich, creamy smoke with the gentleness of a mother's touch. Affinity Cigars have become America's go-to cigar for that flavorful yet unintimidating smoking experience. Visit SyndicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio. I am Adam K., the Brewmeister. With me, of course, the always vivacious, the lovely Lady M. Hey, hey, hey. Yes, hey, we are here broadcasting live in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Just finished up our Meet Your Maker segment with Clint Aaron of 262 Cigars out of Virginia. And now we are pleased to welcome a very special guest we've been trying to get on for a while now, Michael Howard of With It Injuries. He is the Director of Sales, Marketing, and Research and Development for With Industries, makers of environmentally friendly deodorizing products for industrial, commercial, and residential uses. Michael, welcome to Kiss My Ash Radio. Hey, thank you for having me. So... With industries, deodorizing, what exactly are you guys trying to deodorize in industrial and commercial situations? Well, commercial situations would be uh, hotels, resorts, clubs, etc., wherever there is smoking going on outside or inside. I see. And how did you get into the deodorizing world? Well, we've been uh, manufacturing odor control products for over 30 years and uh, basically wanted to implement something to replace sand in the ashtray and create a more pleasant smoking environment, um, whether it be commercially or, you know, at your own disposal, you know, in your car or home. So tell us, I have these two um, two things in front of me. I've got the Whiffet Spray Mist odor elimination, and then the ultra-fine deodorant powder. Tell me about these two items and the difference about them. Great. Well, well, starting in the industry, uh, I launched without the ashtray deodorizer, which you sprinkle a little bit in the ashtray, and it totally eliminates that stale ashtray aroma. You just ash and extinguish when you're done. No dipping in between, and it will totally eliminate the stale ashtray aroma. I do have And that during that whole uh, exploration in the industry, speaking to all the uh, cigar smokers around, they all asked if I had a spray, which um, in the past few months I did develop and launched uh, a few months ago. And that's the uh, odor-eliminating spray, which you can spray on yourself when leaving the uh, lounge and totally eliminates that. Still smoke smell when, you know, transitioning from the lounge back to uh, the day-to-day life. Um, this fine, the, the deodorant, uh, deodorant powder, you said you put this in the ashtray. Now, if my cigar falls in it and is, is sitting in the ashtray, does it, is it affected by this powder? I mean, I wouldn't dip my cigar in sand, 
So, uh, you know, I wouldn't dip this in that. And I mean, nothing will happen to you, but you know, I wouldn't recommend that. You just need to be, you know, educated that you're using the product and keep your cigar, you know, out of it. So do you have, what, what, what is your background? Because, I mean, it's got to be a chemistry-based, I would like to think, to uh, get in and to create this deodorizing kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's a natural mineral base. It's totally biodegradable, manufactured in York, Pennsylvania, with 100% wind, en- wind energy. And um, that's pretty much the basic behind the uh, concept of the, the product. It is pretty basic. You know, I've seen some other products like this on the market. What separates this spray from some of the other ones I've seen? Well, other ones are used for the air only and not for, you know, yourself or carpets and upholstery in the car. So um, I developed it for use on yourself and for the air, Uh competing with, you know, the other products that are currently on the market. Gotcha. Now... What kind of, uh, how, I mean, is is there a too much of this is too good, or is there, if I spray too much, am I going to start to feel nauseous or overwhelmingly? Is there a limit of how much I can actually use? All right, well, with the, with the powder, less is more. You could always add more, like salt, I always say. So start with a little, depending on how much you're going to add into the ashtray, uh, cigar-wise, and that should be good enough. And uh, the spray is just one, two squirts is good enough. It's a fine mist. You can spray it, you know, holding it six to eight inches away from whatever you are spraying and let it finally mist over what you are spraying, and that should be enough. It's not, you know, you don't need to overuse it. A little less is more. Now, you said it's made in in Pennsylvania. How important? And and 100% wind energy. How did you guys get worked into using 100% wind energy? Well, that's just uh, the concept behind being a sustainable company and doing right for uh, the environment and, you know, the country. Are you going to be at the um, IPCPR this year? Oh, yes. Do you, how many years last have you been? Ago. We were there last year as well. Oh, uh, good. Any new products you're working on you could tell us about that uh, to help deodorize or any interesting revolutions? We have another edition uh, in the works. I uh, can't really go much into much detail, but uh, it should be good to uh, sustain the product, the brand, and uh, you know, finish off the uh, odor control concept for the uh, the smoker. I see. How, how long have, have these products been on the market now? Products have been out for about a year and a half, almost two years, um, and so far we're available. <clears throat> through uh, Cigars International Famous JR, and hopefully uh, smoke in this week. Okay, so f- very good places to find it. Now, is there a website that people can go and learn more about the product and your sustainable energy and everything? Great. All, all the stuff is available at www.withindustries.com. That's W-H-I-F-F-Industries.com. And you'll see all of our shops and retailers, as well as in product information, and uh, links to our social media, which is on Instagram, is with underscore industries and uh, with industries on Twitter and Facebook. And uh, I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so everything is available on that website. 
All right, and uh, people can and a consumer can just go there and get it from for, from you for themselves. And how much do the, each of these retail for? Well, the jars of the powder retail for around ten, and it does come in a two pound can, shaker can, and that retails for around thirty. Uh, the spray is a eight dollar around uh, price point for the two ounce All right. spray, which has around two hundred pumps. In that one spray bottle. Hey, that's a pretty good value for your dollar. Well, yeah, and uh, the powder you can sprinkle on the carpets before bringing it into the car wash, and you know they'll vacuum it up and <clears throat> should eliminate a lot of that smoke smell within the carpets and freshen it up before you uh, grab your next cigar. All right, fantastic. Well, Michael Howard of With Industries, thank you for being here. Tell us all about these fantastic products. When we come back, we're going to have see what's in the news with halfwheel.com. If you want more information from Michael and his products, check out withindustries.com. When we come back, the news. Keep it lit. Palm Beach's hottest party and best value at Spearmint Rhino on Okeechobee and Military Trail. It's the biggest party scene and entertainment at local prices. When's the last time you've been to the Rhino? Friendliest staff and service with awesome specials. Like $2 Ucala, including Grey Goose, Crown Royal, and even import beer. The Spearmint Rhino, where the real party happens. Don't forget about $10 Tuesdays and Friday Power Hour. Free well drinks from 5 to 6 p.m. Palm Beach's best value at the Spearmint Rhino Gentlemen's Club. I, Smoke Padilla, hear me roar. Living in this land of political freedom, Ernesto and Carlos Padilla, the sons of the lion-hearted writer and poet Alberto Padilla, once imprisoned by the Castro government and whose forefathers grew tobacco in our beloved Cuba, are proudly blending cigars that continue the magnificent Cuban traditions of cigar making. Visit your local tobacconist and ask for the unique smoking experience that is Padilla. One puff of Padilla and you'll roar too. Karaoke again? No. What? You want to do a little car karaoke? Yeah. Oh, that would be a great thing. I love that. Do you ever watch that one with the guy? What's his name? Corden? Yeah, James Corden. Oh my God, he's hilarious. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio. I am Adam K, the Brewmeister. With me, of course, the struggle bus captain herself. I think I'm actually doing just fine. I don't think you need to keep saying struggle bus because I am off the struggle bus and on. The moving bus. Okay, there we go. Sounds good. The lovely Lady M. We are here in the lovely city of Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. It is so lovely. We actually have beautiful weather right now. I wish we were outside. I know. It'd be nice. Apparently, it's probably going to rain later, which is what happens in Florida in the summer. Guess what? It It rains. rains. A lot. (laughs) Now it's time to see what's inside the industry. Brought to you by (laughs) halfwheel.com. 
Inside the Industry, brought to you by HalfWheel.com, the industry cigar blog. This week, Inside the Industry, from our good friends over at HalfWheel.com, Davidoff turns to Yamasa for new cigar. Davidoff of Geneva's newest cigar will be centered around the Yamasa region of the Dominican Republic. While the company is still declining to talk most details about the new project, including the cigar's name, it has provided blends de- blend details of its new line, which is expected to launch at next month's IPCPR convention and trade show. Get used to hearing that last part a lot, because I got it. As we are now on the 18th of June, we are just on about a month away from the trade show, so you're going to hear that a lot in the next couple. And then weeks. after the trade show, shipping soon from the trade show. Uh, exactly. <laughs> That'll happen for about four months after. hundred <laughs> percent. It will use a wrapper from Yamasa San Vicente, binder from Yamasa, and filler tobaccos from Condega and Esteli, as well as Dominican Piloto and Mejrodo tobaccos. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. My father releasing the Le Beju limited edition 16. This week, my father has begun shipping the newest size in its Le Beju 1922 line. It's not just the latest Le Beju, but it's also the newest limited edition released from the company. Like many of my father limited editions before it, the cigar is a six and a half by 52 Toro extra packaged in individual coffins with each box containing 14 coffins. Production is limited to 4,000 boxes. Suggested retail price is $23 per cigar or $3.22 a box. Absolutely. So, yes, look out for the – it should be shipping at the end of this month. So it will be on store shelves by July the 4th. Before the trade jump. Yes. HVC La Rosa returns for 2016. HVC's La Rosa 520 is back. The 55 by 54 release from HVC Cigars was released last year in the form of 150 boxes of 20 cigars. That is not a lot of cigars. Now it's back, limited to 250 boxes of 20. So once again, very limited production. The cigar finished number 10 on Half Wheel's Top 25 Cigars of 2015, which is a really good showing. It's once again a Nicaraguan Puro with a Corojo 99 wrapper from Jalapa. Pricing will remain at a steady $9.60. Ernesto Perez Carrillo and Caldwell team up for Anastasia. We're actually hearing a lot about Caldwell. He's he's making quite some I think rumble last, in the last industry. Last week we uh, talked about his collaboration with Willie Herrera. Yeah. That's coming from um, Drew Estate. The planned collaboration between Ernesto Perez Carrillo Jr. and Robert Caldwell has a name. It is the Anastasia. Caldwell posted a picture to Instagram confirming the news, and at least one retailer has already managed to get samples of the still unreleased product. This is one of two new collaborations planned from Caldwell. The other, as you just said, All Out Kings, being produced by Drew Estates. Yes, and Master Blender Willie Herrera. Very cool. Chicago tobacco tax increased delayed. The IPCPR released a statement that the proposed tax increase on tobacco products in the city of Chicago that was scheduled to go into effect July 1st, has been delayed. Hey, good news for a change. Yeah, right? <laughs> Always good to hear that. The city agreed to wait until after the courts determine if city government has the right to impose its own tax. Cigar retailer Ewan Rice and company led the charge, claiming that the city has no right to impose its own tax, and that doing so was a violation of Illinois state law. The city was taxing... Tw- on- Taxing on 20 cents per cigar for both large and small. $1.80 per ounce of smokeless tobacco and roll your own tobacco and 60 cents per ounce of pipe tobacco, which is a lot when you look at it on the whole. Yes. And that's what's in the news this week brought to you by halfwheel.com. 
Check out halfwheel.com for all your news and information and great reviews on fantastic cigars. Uh, don't forget, also, check out the Kiss My Ash Radio poll this week, brought to you by our friends at Recluse Cigars. We want to know what you think of all the new cigars that everyone's rushing to market to try and get out before August 8th and if everything goes away what is this terrible. August 8th date like it's that is the, that, that, is the, that is the final date that you can have that a you line can, out. If you well basically if you have a cigar on the market prior to August 8th you have to apply but you don't go have to go you don't have to go through the testing process got it which is going to be the big thing that's going to be part of the FDA and we're actually going to get to talk about that with our next guest Frank Herrera cigar lawyer extraordinaire when we come back we're going to talk to Frank and he's going to Tell us all about what he does and what it's like fighting the FDA. Make sure you're keeping it lit. Hoya de Nicaragua proudly announces the release of Cuatro Cinco Reserva Especial, a carefully modified recipe containing a unique and exceptional selection of barrel-aged grade-A fillers and a beautiful, silky, shade-grown habanero wrapper from the legendary Jalapeno Valley. Produced in small quantities, this exceptional medium to full-body cigar will continue to captivate consumers with its rich Nicaraguan complexity, subtle woody and sweet flavors, and a velvety finish. Try a Cuatro Cinco Reserva Especial today. Keeping Cuba's most coveted traditions for three generations, the legend continues with San Latano. With signature blends by A.J. Fernandez, available in a smooth and creamy Connecticut, a hearty, rich San Andreas box press, Maduro, and a robust, full-bodied Habano. A.J. Fernandez continues the legacy with his new creation, the prestigious San Latano Oval. Using ultra-premium aged tobacco that takes a whole new shape and balance, the San Latano Oval is now available in both a Maduro and Habano wrapper. Visit your local tobacconist today and ask for San Latano cigars by A.J. Fernandez. 25 years years of excellence in the cigar industry has allowed Nestor Miranda and Miami Cigar to become household names. Going into their 26th year, they celebrate by rebranding one of their cornerstone lines, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Innovation in design and style makes NMC one of the most modern brands on the market today. Three different wrappers allow for this line to be an anytime smoke. Ecuadorian Connecticut for the morning, Nicaraguan Habano just after lunch, and a broadleaf Maduro for your nightcap. You only get one life. How will you live yours? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Are you looking for a new out-of-the-box, ready-to-smoke go-to cigar? Then look no further than Boutique Blends. Boutique Blends offers a wide variety of strengths, profiles, and sizes to appease even the staunchiest aficionado. Crafted from the finest in small-batch Dominican tobaccos, Boutique Blends has a cigar to satisfy all taste profiles. From the highly rated and acclaimed Aging Room Quattro, the new Aging Room Maduro, or the Swag Puro Dominican, find the highly rated Boutique Blend cigars at your nearest tobacconist today. The A4 Flores signature cigar brands out of the PDR Cigar Factory in the Dominican Republic are a must-have for every cigar connoisseur. Whether you smoke the A. Flores Seri Privada, the AFR 75 Edmundo, or the Flores E. Rodriguez 10th Anniversary Reserva Limitada, you will find yourself experiencing truly unique cigars that set new standards for superior construction, smooth draws, and flavor complexity. Visit your nearest tobacconist and ask for the fine cigars of Abe Flores, the hottest boutique cigar maker in the industry. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. 
the time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand pick, hand roll, and then carefully hand check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Monitor three humidors at once from one simple device. Caring for your cigars is easy with the new PuroTemp wireless hygrometer from Zycar. You now have the ability to monitor the humidity and temperature in three humidors without even having to open them. Ensure protection by setting simple alerts that will warn you when your cigars are not in the optimal environment. Like everything Zycar, this is backed by their lifetime warranty. Stop by your local tobacconist to purchase yours today. Zycar for life. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome back to Kiss My Asher Radio. We are broadcasting live in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. I am Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M appears to have vaporized. I didn't know a body could do that. But hey, it's what happens. And now we are here with a very special guest, uh, Frank Herrera, lawyer to the cigar industry himself. Frank, thanks for being here today, and it is a pleasure to have you. Thank you for having me, and uh, I want to say happy Father's Day to everyone out there. Hey, you know what? That is true. We almost forgot about that. Tomorrow is Father's Day. Don't forget to call your father. It'll be great. And this is your co-lawyer? This is uh, my young associate Aha. who just joined us a couple weeks ago, Alana. I always mispronounce her name. Alana. <laughs> Hoffman. And uh, I asked her to come in because she was a, a good part, a great part, of uh, putting the research together and uh, drafting this complaint that uh, is out there that everyone's talking about. Uh Uh-huh. We are going to get to that. Before we do, quickly, just give us a brief synopsis, because how did you – not a lot of lawyers go into the cigar industry, and you were probably one of the only ones. So how did you become the cigar lawyer? Well, that's – I mean, there are are guys out there that do this. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't think that they're as out front and public as I am. I got into it uh, probably in 2001. I had uh, one of my first cigar clients, uh, a brand called Guantanamera, which um, uh, had an opposition pending uh, by Cuba, essentially Corporation Habanos, and they filed a um, opposition against that brand. That case uh, went up and down the Patent and Trademark Office. Um, we appealed it to the District Court, District of Columbia. We won it. and went back down to the uh, Trademark Office. We lost there. Then we had some other related cases. Long story short, uh, that case is still pending 15 years later. <laughs> yeah. So, you got to love the legal system. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, so. uh, if you're tr- listening, since Frank has now sued the FDA and is still waiting for 15 years on another tobacco-related <laughs> instance, guess what? We might be in for a long journey, folks. <laughs> well, I, I, hopefully we will hopefully take that not. Yeah. We'd like to hope so. So through, through that relationship, um, I met lots of people in the industry, and people just came to me because they understood that I was essentially fighting uh, the Cuban government 
uh, on my own. And many times it was by myself. I had no associate, no paralegal or anything else, no resources to speak of. We had depositions in Mexico and uh, the D.C. We traveled. We did all kinds of things. So, you know, people kind of picked up on that and then just clients kind of followed. Fantastic. Well, that's a very interesting story. Now, how many cigar retailer manufacturers would you say you represent? Uh, retailers, uh, probably just a handful, okay. uh, three or four throughout the country. Um, I'm not going to name who they are, but yeah, uh, we're but, not but some of them are kind of some privilege. of the some of the bigger ones out there. Mm-hmm. Um, manufacturers, um, maybe 50, okay. uh, maybe even more. I don't know, and they could be um, pretty significant uh, size. And then I'll have a, a little Cuban guy, Kai Ocho, mm-hmm. who just needs some help on something. So. I really don't, uh, you know, just uh, represent the small guys. I'll represent anybody that needs a need, and I think, you know, it's, it's a client that really, you know, needs my help, whether it be uh, because the issue is novel or because he really doesn't have the financial resources. Absolutely. That's a fantastic thing. Now, I, I don't know where to begin first. All right. So just jump into it. You're, you're, okay. We're just going to have to <laughs> jump in, and we're going to have to keep going. You have sued the FDA on part of 262 cigar uh, not we just had 262 on no sorry um set it's also a number um it's Enrique 1502 1502 yeah. yes yeah. there you go yeah. too many numbers in cigar Moran's today yeah. what caused you guys to put this lawsuit out first it's ahead of IPCPR ahead of the CRA just jumping straight in guns blazing what how, why did you guys jump in like that? Well, so, you know, this question uh, came up a couple weeks ago. We filed it. It's big news. Uh, the deeming regs uh, were published, um, you know, May 10th. So for many, this is new and novel. Um, but for us, we've been watching it for a long time. Um, really what caused us to file on that date for that client was a conversation with Jim Robinson of uh, Leaf and & Bean and also, um, you know, Island Jim Notoriety, Leaf by Oscar, uh, he had an event at one of your shops, actually, in Wellington. And we had some drinks, and uh, Enrique happened to be there because they're friends, and mm-hmm. we were just talking about this. And, you know, as we have more and more drinks, uh, you know, you, you say, yeah, sure, we could do this. To hell with them. The yeah, ideas I, start that, brewing. <laughs> I love how that's always the instance. So After uh, a couple of cocktails and after a few more cocktails. So we decided uh, they would pitch in, and I would pitch in, uh, donate uh, a lot of our time and, and our resources, and we decided to uh, draft it up. I circulated it. They said it looks great. We did a couple of revisions. Uh, Lana did a lot of the heavy lifting. Um, I went to dinner with my brother. I came back. She had a draft. Um, I had a couple of drinks in me, and we finished it at midnight. And uh, the next morning, we filed it. Uh, that's probably why there's a couple of typos in it. <laughs> so what what is, like, the suit, like, exactly, for me to understand that since just, you know, I don't sure. get law, break it down for me. I'm going to break it down yeah. for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, there's something called the Administrative Procedures Act and uh, the Regulatory Flexibility Act. Is that correct? So those are two kind of guiding principles um, that dictate what an agency of the federal government, uh, how they should um, bring about regulations, essentially. And what we're saying um, in in layman's terms, in any terms, is uh, they didn't follow the rules. So there are rules, uh, and you have to do this. Yeah. And it's our opinion that um, they kind of rammed this, um, these deeming regs down our throat for the premium cigar industry, mm-hmm. um, and they didn't really consider the effects on this, on small business, even on big business. But yeah. big business can handle it better. But it's still, it costs them money. Yeah. But really, the, the Regulatory Flexibility Act, also known as the Small Business Act, 
you know, is there to protect the little guys. Mm-hmm. Say, if big government is going to have some regulations and it's going to have this effect, you have to conduct a study and you have to do this and you have to do that and you do the math. And if you read, it's called the uh, uh, the report that they did, the, the IFRA. The Analysis, correct. So if you read that, it's it's basically saying, yeah, this is going to have a significant impact on small business. But basically they said, we don't care. And then what happens is the Small Business Administration, right, mm-hmm. agency administration, has a uh, – they have the duty as well to almost be like a watchdog for regulatory behavior. And they took that report and they said, hey, dear FDA, you really did not consider the effect on on, on small business, mm-hmm. you know, pursuant to this law and this and everything. And the FDA said, we've listened to you. We, we've – Buzz off. Yeah. That's basically what they said. Yeah. And then the act, the RFA, uh, essentially says in any uh, instance in which someone wants to enforce this act, uh, the SBA can come in essentially as amicus curiae. So we've quoted that and a lot of uh, found some of that information and we've quoted that in the uh, the complaint. And we're saying it's not just us. It's not just Frank Herrera. Oh, he's crazy. He's trying to, you know, make a lot of big stink and be on radio shows and news and all. It's like, no, the S- the head of the SBA yeah. said this. Right. Okay. He said you did not consider this properly. We're just repeating what he said. Right. And now we want the court to come in and say, dear FDA, go back, figure out, do it properly. Right. Absolutely. Very good point. So... Obviously, this is now filed. It's a circuit, correct? This is a district court, United States District Court. Right. Now, it's the district court. It has to be shown before the district court. Arguments will be played. Months can take place. Has to be get on a docket. Did you get on a docket yet? Yeah, so we're, we have a, a case number. Uh, we have not served the FDA yet. Okay. So that would essentially, once they are served with process, that would start the clock for them to file right. an answer and or a motion to dismiss. 30 days after you've initially filed that you can then serve if... Uh, no, well, for, for the U.S. Like no, that? for the U.S. government, it's sixty days. Okay. Yeah, as a defendant, so they have till. Um, well, uh, we haven't served them yet. Oh, no, for us to serve them, I'm sorry, is the deadline's coming up. Once we do serve them, they'll have some a time period to file a response, whether it's motion to dismiss or an answer. So, um, you filing this is this on behalf? Is this on behalf of? 1502, or is this like on behalf of you or the industry as a whole, or is it you fighting them? <laughs> like who's who's fighting the FDA? Who's on your army right now? <laughs> uh, the, 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 the named plaintiff is Global Premium Cigars, uh, okay. doing business as fifteen oh two cigars. Got it. Okay. Um, I, I am the uh, counsel of record for them. Um, the idea behind this was um, Jim Robinson, uh, Louis Falto is a big supporter of Falto Cigars. And, uh, and, of course, Enrique. So these are the three uh, kind of uh, manufacturers, if you will, who are technically uh, behind it, mm-hmm. uh, but the named plaintiff is only global premium. Got but it. we are, we believe our arguments are on behalf Absolutely. of any similarly situated party. Absolutely, and this is a very long-standing thing that can keep going on. So that's – all right, I'm going to jump into the FDA regulatory issues later on. I want to see if we can close this out in the next couple minutes we're just talking about. So – Best case scenario, you having filed this initial lawsuit, the FDA has to respond. You're suing them in court for for killing small business and destroying and not doing a good job. What's the best outcome in your eyes? 
So, um, well, a moment ago we talked about one of the things that we brought. Uh, one of the other things is we want them to uh, uh, reconsider the uh, predicate date, mm-hmm. of February 15, 2007. So in that instance, the best course, uh, the best relief we could get is that the court would say uh, the predicate date is unfair. It's uh, it's looking back nine years. Uh, nobody has an obligation to keep documents for nine years, uh, at most maybe seven or five years. Uh, the IRS only makes you keep five now whatever the case may be that's our point and you know their response we already know what it is, is oh you should have known about this because it's been going on for a while and it's like well but the regs weren't out you know so how are you going to do that to us so our, our position there is best case to answer your question is that the uh, the, the predicate date get moved and it could be moved to uh, 8-8-16 which is the, the you know, effective date or and that's what we're asking for but we could you know come back and tell the court you know what do it at a later date in fact some of the relief that might come is that the court says, FDA, go figure this out, and then come back, and then the FDA could issue another predicate date. They're saying they don't have the power to do that. That may or may not be the case. But we, under um, uh, under our ethical obligations and the needs of our client, we have to ask for that. Absolutely. So this is definitely going to be a long and arduous process, if nothing else, right? Well, it could be. Um, we could um, really fast-track this if we wanted to. Uh, we've been considering it because it's a, it's not chess. I mean, it's not checkers, it's chess, for sure, mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. with them. Um, we could fast-track this by uh, requesting a motion for preliminary injunction from the court, and that's essentially we knock on the court's door. We say, hey, court, this is really killing us. This is really killing our client and others. Um, the date is coming up quickly. We need you to issue a ruling as soon as possible. Now, that is essentially putting your whole case on trial within a matter of a week or so, or even less sometimes. So it's a big gamble. You, you feel know. ready for that, Alana? Of course. <laughs> of course. Because <laughs> you know who's going to do most of the heavy lifting, right? <laughs> I know the feeling. It's never the face. It's always the behind-the-scenes person. We know that far too Hey, well. I brought her here, though. I know. Yeah, I, 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 I know. know. <laughs> you did a great part with that. All right. So... We're, when we come back, we're going to get more into the FDA. We're here with Frank Herrera, lawyer to the cigar industry. We'll get into some more historical things and a lot more great stuff when we come back. Make sure you're keeping it lit. Since their humble beginnings in 1998, Drew Estate has believed that the production floor is the crossroads between art and passion and where the real magic takes place. Drew Estate Master Blender Willie Herrera has crafted a unique medium-bodied line extension that is creamy, lush, and ultra-smooth and finished off with a flawless shade wrapper that delivers satisfaction in spades. Continuing the story from their factory floor, it is with great bravado that the Drew Estate presents Under Crown Shade, a true Drew experience. Do you love delicious beer? Do you love delicious cigars? Well, we have the perfect cigar for you. The Quesada Keg, a savory Nicaraguan cigar draped in a beautiful Pennsylvania broadleaf wrapper and packed in wooden barrels. The Quesada Keg was blended to pair with the traditional Irish stouts we all love to enjoy on St. Patrick's Day. Available in three tasty sizes. The Quesada Keg is available for a limited time only. So grab one today before they sell out. The Quesada Keg, the perfect cigar to pair with beer. Hey, cigar enthusiasts, did you know your personal freedom to enjoy a fine cigar is affected by some form of smoking ban in all 50 states? Additionally, taxation on premium cigars is at its highest level in history, with some states taxing at an astronomical rate of 75%. Finally, there's a solution, CRA. Cigar Rights of America is the first and only nonprofit public advocacy association fighting for your freedom to enjoy a fine cigar. Don't just sit there. Become part of the solution. Become a CRA member today. 
Membership is only $35 a year. That's less than $3 a month. And as a special bonus, CRA will send you two limited edition cigars as a way to say thank you for joining. Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member. Since the dawn of time, the universe has been constantly evolving. Now experience the evolution of flavor. Sindicato Cigars, available in Ecuadorian shade-grown Corojo and San Andres Marron wrappers, are beautifully crafted by master blender Arsenio Ramos. Using a double-leaf binder and meticulously box-pressed, Sindicato Cigars provide the perfect draw to deliver the evolved flavors you won't soon forget. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Sindicato Cigars. Look, everyone knows working out sucks. Getting healthy and in shape was easy. Everyone would be doing it. But imagine an environment where workouts were specially designed for dramatic physical changes, where you have personal supervision of a certified trainer and a group of supportive, like-minded individuals working alongside you, constantly motivating you to do your best. This is why CrossFit has swept the nation. Check out CrossFitChrome.com for our newest location in Boynton Beach and see how you can get your first month for only $29. That's CrossFitChrome.com. Eat, sleep, chrome, repeat. Quality and value are always the two biggest determining factors for consumers when making buying decisions. Casa Bella by Sindicato Cigars offers superior flavor, quality construction, and an affordable everyday price. Completely handmade in the Dominican Republic, these value-priced, smooth yet flavorful cigars are comprised of Dominican and Nicaraguan filler tobaccos, and they're available in natural and Maduro wrappers. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Casa Bella cigars. I can barely remember, but my first time was on my boat. Winning! My first time was in the locker room at the gym after a grueling workout. My first time was on a cool, crisp morning right on the 18th hole. Everyone remembers the first time they had Hex. Hex cigars are the perfect balance of body and flavor that will have you reminiscing long after the embers have gone out. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer today. Because you will always remember the first time you had Hex. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K, the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Little TV theme song action going back on it, Colin. At least I know this one. Oh, of course, you have to. Entourage. There you go. All right. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio. I am Adam K, the Brewmeister. With me, of course, the hydrating Lady M. Oh, my God. I'm Feel so better? Over. <laughs> I'm here, though. <laughs> yes, and being here is half the battle. We are here with Frank Herrera, attorney to the cigar industry. Frank, once again, thanks for being here. Well, thank you for the opportunity. Hey, absolutely. So before we went to break, we were talking about you as filing the first lawsuit on behalf of Global Premium Cigars, and we were getting into the FDA talk, which, of course, is the talk of the world in that we exist 110%. So August 8th is coming rapidly. And as of that date, like, you just handed me a cigar when you walked in and said, here, this is a great cigar. I'd like you to try this. Me as a manufacturer. Yeah. You, you as just a person. Yes. You handed me a cigar. As someone who manufactures a cigar, uh, after August 8th, that's illegal. 
Yeah, that's a federal crime, actually. A, yeah. <laughs> not, not just federal crime. It is a federal crime. Right, yeah. Okay, wait, I've, who's going to be the regulating this? Yeah. So, well, the FDA, and they do have enforcement uh, capabilities. In fact, uh, they do uh, compliance measures now uh, for cigarettes and snuff and roll your own and all that. So every week I'll get an email from the FDA, and I've been getting these for since they started doing it a couple uh, years ago. And essentially it'll be a laundry list of uh, about 30, 40 letters that they sent to you know, dear Mr. Blah, blah, blah in Oklahoma, on February 1st, we sent in an undercover agent into your shop and you uh, sold a product without the warning label or you sold a product to an underage person. Please explain yourself. Right. And then they'll have an opportunity to explain themselves. And sometimes they get a slap on the wrist. But if they you know, don't listen to them or that this is persistent, then they escalate it and then they can have actually uh, monetary uh, penalties and then it can escalate and escalate. So they have investigators. Right. It's, it's existing. It's yeah. been going on. So. What are they going to do when the compliance period comes around? Uh, they're going to send people out into your shops, no question. And they're going to spot check your products to see if there's a 30% on the, you know, the boxes and all these other things. Right. So not to mention no new products. What exactly does that – I mean, what, what does – give us just a breakdown of everything that literally besides, you know, no free samples and everything else. August 8th, what does that truly mean to the industry? So for the industry, uh, it, it doesn't mean no new samples. It also means, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Alana, here, I think you can't put the uh, the mild uh, and the, the light and uh, the other uh, the, the None language. None of those part. description Ooh. words. That's right, yeah. And um, the age verification, which is completely silly. Um, I understand requiring an age. And, you know, I, I probably wouldn't even be bad if it was, you know, 21 or whatever. But requiring somebody to check someone's ID that is under the age of 27? 27, yeah. 27. So you have an obligation. And how do you know that without asking them? Right. right. It's very I, ridiculous. I get, I get carded it all the time still. Yeah. I mean, if I shave, I still pass for 27 constantly. So are they going to come in? Here's the funny thing about that is are they going to have a uh, an undercover person come in, 26 years old, 25 years old, come in, ask for a cigar product or, you know, whatever, and you don't ask him for their ID, you sell it to them. They're of legal age, mind you, mm -hmm. but now it's a crime because you didn't you ask didn't them. Ask. It's, it's, it's just ridiculous. It's, it's really ridiculous. But who's, like, it's my judgment call. Well, I thought they looked over the age of 30. That's you why know? it's like, arbitrary and capricious. That's the, the yeah. fancy language that's saying you, there's, no, there's no basis in, in law. There's no basis in science. There's no basis for this. It's you basically putting your opinion on yeah. what should be and not be, yeah. uh, you know, our obligation. It's, it's paternalistic. It's big brother. It's big government and all that. And it's just smacks of just unfairness. I'm glad you brought up the mild having to go away as well because that's another lawsuit that's yeah. currently out there sure. as well that uh, the owner Altria, the owners of Black and Mild, yep. have sued the FDA to keep the word mild in because of Black and Mild, right. which is one of the bigger it's problems we yeah. have with the industry is that they're – it's an entirely different thing because that's machine made, and that's all those of us in the premium industry are like, okay, yeah, fine. Uh, well, this is on. where they have their lack of knowledge shows. I mean, mild, like, it's like my coffee. I want to know if I'm drinking light, medium, or dark roast. My cigar is the that's same right. thing, right? That's like, right. lack of knowledge, and they're just saying, you can't put this word on the box. Well, then you're totally ruining my shopping experience. It's the death of common sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm not a big fan of uh, the big company the black, that makes black and mild, but, uh, you know, God bless them. They've got to make money. And, you know what? They have employees and they've got to feed a lot of mouths they have a pretty good argument actually their argument is just as you said common sense the brand is called black and mild that's our trademark if you mm -hmm. take that away again that's a taking okay mm -hmm. you just took something away from us 
do people look at it and say, oh, it's not black and strong, it's black and whatever. I mean, that right. sounds like a, another <laughs> whole different show. But, uh, you know, the point is, is it, just back off, okay? Right. If you want us to, to do some certain things, then, then be smart about it. Don't yeah. just have these, you know, wild restrictions. So how many times have you read the deeming regulation, the 399 uh, page Probably deeming? three or four times. At least three yeah, or four. Yeah, straight through. And then, you know, we have the PDF, of course. It's right. searchable. So we've searched that and highlight and all that. And not every word in there, you know, relates to the premium cigar industry. True. So um, we, we've we've got it mapped out as to what's important for us. So now you've already filed one lawsuit. Are you guys planning on filing on behalf of other people? Because uh, I know I, Eric Espinosa was in my office yesterday, and he said, yeah, i got to go see the lawyer now. He was in my office yesterday. <laughs> exactly. So I, I knew exactly what he was talking about. He didn't say, i got to go see Frank Rare. He said, i got to go see the lawyer. Yeah, I don't think that's a, a breach of any agreement with him or my ethical duties. <laughs> he, you know, he doesn't mind me telling you that. Yeah. No, you know, and he's a perfect example, and that's someone who's been in the industry mm-hmm. for a long time, pre-February 15, 2007. He was there. Yeah. He's here post. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would think, oh, he's got grandfather products, no problem. And, yeah, maybe he does. You well, know? therein goes the interesting question to get into next is because it's um, – because uh, if I'm not – the deeming regulation states, you know, strong equivalency. That's substantial equivalency. So, yeah, substantial equivalency. What exactly does that mean, <laughs> and how am I supposed to say, prove this or yeah. get disproven? Well, that's why you have to pay me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So um, nobody knows what that means. They they have gone through this process for cigarettes. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not like they've never done this before. They have. They've actually issued orders that say we have considered your application or your submission and we've considered the product to be substantially equivalent to mm-hmm. XYZ brand, whatever the case is. Um, so uh, you have a grandfather product. Mm-hmm. You still have to submit that information to the FDA, right. and they will take it. And if it looks like it's, uh, it's supported by substantial evidence or whatever their, you know, the dictate is, but you know, here are your invoices, here are advertising, here's catalogs. They're all dated. We get it. Here's the product. Fine. You get a grandfather product. If you have a post-2007, uh, 215-2007 product, then you have to make the determination, is this product exempt from substantial equivalence or is Am I going to have to go through the substantial equivalence pathway? And those are two different things. So exempt means it's so close to the predicate tobacco product that you owned and it was yours. Then maybe you changed the packaging. Maybe you added a size. But there's something so close that it's, it's insignificant. And in my opinion, others may you know, argue with me, that's going to be exempt from substantial equivalence. Now, if the product has changed significantly or if you did not own the grandfathered product, and you can't necessarily, um, you know, verify. That's well, there, there's a good example. Like, let's say Camacho, for instance, now owned by Davidoff, mm-hmm. was not originally created by Davidoff, was purchased by Davidoff, and just went through a complete redoing of the entire packaging, the branding, and everything. Is that substantial equivalency? Well, um, I've litigated against Davidoff, so they can pay their lawyers to answer that for them. <laughs> <laughs> And um, so well, I mean, uh, that's the one example. Unless I can they're tired with their lawyers, then they can hire me, right? Gotcha. No. No. So um, th- that's th- th- these th- are all that's the just questions. That's a good example. Right. That's a perfect example. And there's so many examples. And I've learned quite a bit. In the past, when this launched, really May 5th is when we heard, you know, this is really happening. I've been on the phone all day, every day, including Saturdays and Sundays and traveling to DR and Nicaragua. And uh, each of my clients, even potential clients, have different questions. And, and we've learned, you know, that everybody kind of has the same concerns, but then you kind of narrow it in. So in that instance, you know, that's they're going to have to figure that out. You know, so even though you didn't have the product then, maybe you purchased the company. Maybe you can show kind of a chain of title to it, and, you know, that will be acceptable to them. Well, and another great example is let's say we take La Polina, for instance. I mean, they've got 
1901, basically, as an original date. I mean, sure, the packaging is 100% different now. They're definitely using different tobaccos. No, but see, the problem is there's the greatest uh, misunderstanding, in my opinion, is that if you're uh, pre-February 15, 2007, you're good. You have to be in the market on that date and before. So you can't have had a product 2003 and then stop. And then not be relevant. No. And so you have to prove you're in the market. How do you do that? Dated advertisements, invoices, blogs talking about it. Yeah. Cigar Aficionado had it in Cigar Insider, Cigar uh, Cyclopedia, remember that guy? Mm-hmm. .com and all that. So you'll have to demonstrate. Look, okay, I don't have something on February 15, 2007, but I have something before and after. And then, you know, there you go. It was in the commercial. It was in the market. Gotcha. Now, what if I had, let's say I took a break for a while, and I just happened to bring it back on July 17th, 2016, but I had it on June 4th of 2004. Yeah, well, I mean, you still have to be in that date, February 15th, 2007, and before. Mm -hmm. Now, and then you can request grandfather, and if they say grandfather, in my opinion, someone out there, you know, has a different opinion, or some lawyers smarter than me, which are many, they can say, you know, you're wrong on this. But my opinion is if you are grandfathered pursuant to their regulations, if you stopped after that period, that time period, and then restarted now, which is many people are doing right before the show. I, I, I talked to someone just this week who said, I'm bringing, we, we got to bring back this and this. Don't and this. call to come back. It, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We've been here for years. We're going to have to do this and this and this again. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, you've got a good problem. Yeah. <laughs> you got a grandfathered product. Yeah. However, I haven't seen it anywhere. And <laughs> well, yeah. But so, as a retail, do? well, there's, that's the other problem. There's this whole, you know, there's a conflict now between retailers and manufacturers. Do you, are, big, are bigger companies, like you think, are going out and buying out, buying brands that are dead, but buying them to bring them back? Yes. Because they're grandfathered? 100%. Yeah. Personal knowledge. Yes. Yeah. I would do that if I could. Like, why not? <laughs> That's a very good point. Excellent. Yeah. All right. We're going to have more with Frank Herrera, lawyer to the cigar industry. When we come back, make sure you're keeping it lit. The Oliva family, makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available. For seven straight years, Cigar Aficionado has rated Oliva as one of the best cigars. And in 2014, the Siri V. Melanio Figurado was crowned as number one cigar in the world. The Siri V. Melanio is known for its rich, big notes of leather framed by a range of coffee, caramel, and woody intonations. So, always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and uncompromising quality. This is Eric Espinoza, and over the years, many cigar aficionados have enjoyed my highly rated brands, 601 Murcielago. In the spirit of continuing improvement, I have purchased my own factory. La Zona, in rich and fertile tobacco region of Esteli, Nicaragua. After almost two decades in the cigar industry, I have created a brand I finally feel is worthy of my name. Espinosa cigars are made with only the finest tobaccos, hand-selected, and aged to perfection. Our cigars are bold in flavor, yet refined to the palate. For more information, visit EspinosaCigars.com. From the makers of the number one cigar in the USA in 2013, the Aging Room Quattro F55 comes yet another highly rated cigar, the Aging Room Bin Number no. 1, a full-bodied Dominican cigar made with some of the world's oldest tobacco in the market today from the harvest of 1997, 98, and 99. It starts out smooth and builds up in strength and flavor until it reaches its full potential, the Aging Room Bin Number no. 1. For the true connoisseur looking for a sophisticated smoking experience with balance, complexity, and character, Aging Room Cigars, blending is in our DNA. The recently released Perdomo Double-Aged 12-Year Vintage is an extremely rare blend of Perdomo's finest and most cherished 12-year-old fillers, binders, and wrappers. Bale-aged for 10 years and then barrel-aged. 
in bourbon barrels for an additional two years, these exquisite Nicaraguan tobaccos are bursting with rich, complex flavors. Offered in Connecticut, Sungrown, or Maduro, available at only 250 authorized tobacconists worldwide, the Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is a must-have for every cigar enthusiast. Look, everyone knows working out sucks. If getting healthy and in shape was easy, everyone would be doing it. But imagine an environment where workouts were specially designed for dramatic physical changes, where you have personal supervision of a certified trainer and a group of supportive, like-minded individuals working alongside you, constantly motivating you to do your best. This is why CrossFit has swept the nation. Check out CrossFitChrome.com for our newest location in Boynton Beach and see how you can get your first month for only $29. That's CrossFitChrome.com. Eat, sleep, chrome, repeat. To Affinity and beyond, that is where Affinity Cigars will take you. These mild to medium cigars use only the finest select high-grade Ecuadorian Connecticut tobacco, creating a cigar that delivers a smooth, rich, creamy smoke with the gentleness of a mother's touch. Affinity Cigars have become America's go-to cigar for that flavorful yet unintimidating smoking experience. Visit SyndicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, their life and their family's life changes dramatically. Chemotherapy treatments, doctor visits, and trips to the hospital soon consume their time. The programs and services provided by the Kids Cancer Foundation make it possible for the foundation to meet the needs of our young patients and families. We could not provide these resources without your support. For more information and to find out how you can make a difference in the life of a child battling cancer, call 561-333-8116 or visit kidscancersf.org. Sponsored by CLE Cigars. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. I hopped up the plane at LAX with a dream in my cardigan. Welcome to the land of fame, XS. Really? Am I gonna fail? Really? I'm, I'm just getting. The control room is just smiling and nodding at me. And Everyone's you know what? dancing. For shame. Might really. I thought this was an adult show. Adults only, right? This is what we're trying to get at. This is what we're, yeah, we're trying to be adult only. Attract the children. Or at least that's what we're trying to say to the FDA. Yeah. We're adults only. <laughs> Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio. I am Adam Gay, the Brewmeister. With me, of course, the effervescent Lady M. Hands and we are here talking to special guest Frank Herrera. We've been discussing the lawsuit he has filing against the FDA. What the future of the cigar industry might look like, what these FDA deeming regu- regulations really mean, and thank you for just breaking it out. To even Lady M. The Bray was saying, "I now am starting to understand." I am. <laughs> what can? Um, well, go ahead. You want to no, jump no, back no, into no, FDA? No, no. I was going to ask. I mean, right now we're doing everything we can with the CRA. We have the FDA um, shirts that we're trying to sell and make everyone aware. And da da da. What more can our listeners do and people sitting in the cigar shops like? How can we become more active in this process of fighting, or is it, like, kind of out of our hands at this point? You know, I, I hate I, – I like to always be very um, positive about things. Mm-hmm. And I always like to think, yeah, the little guy can do this, the big guy, whatever. Um, someone said something a week or two ago, and they said uh, – you know, people were saying, oh, we got to fight this tobacco war, the cigar war. There was a cigar war, and we lost. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to uh, the federal court, and we're saying, hey, federal judge, you're really smart. We think they're overreaching. This is, you know, the problem. Help us. Mm-hmm. And we think that, that we know that the federal judge has the power to help us in some shape or form. Whether we, you know, completely overturn everything, I don't think that's likely. I think if we have a couple things narrowly construed or sent back and kind of rethought, that type of thing, I think that'll be a win for us. So, 
you know, if you're out there, um, you know, make your voices heard as much as you can. I don't think that – I think the process now is litigation, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Right. Even though we still do have – well, the House subcommittee just passed the legislation and the FDA said, oh, well, we don't like you're going to do that. Screw you guys. Here's a deeming regulation in your laps. <laughs> I mean, in the same way, I mean, it's a good point you made. We we fought the cigar war. And I think Glenn was on the soapbox for years yelling, the, the sky is falling, get ready, repent now. Yeah. The end is nine. And I don't think enough people really paid attention to that and thought, no, nah, it'll be fine. Eh, it's not a big No, 100%. Good. CRA from the beginning and some of the other organizations were, were telling us that the world was ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Loop, Glenn Loop, uh, Glenn Loop. Uh, was definitely doing a, a job that was very difficult and is doing a d- job that's very difficult, so, and I've always supported him. Um, unfortunately, I have a different obligation right now. I have an obligation, ethical obligation to my clients, and, and, and really I have a moral and historical, in my opinion, obligation to this industry. Absolutely. And, so I, and I have to do something. I can't sit around and wait you know, for someone else that I don't answer to to tell me not to file a lawsuit. Let's say this goes poorly in the federal dis- in the district court. Do you keep going? Do you take it to the Supreme Court? Well, you know, there is definitely an appeals process, right? Mm-hmm. So if we lose at the district court, uh, we can appeal to the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals in Atlanta. Sometimes mm-hmm. it sits in Miami. Sometimes it sits in Jacksonville. It'll most likely sit in, uh, in Atlanta. I've been there before. It's not a pretty place to be. There's very stone-faced judges looking at you and saying, you know, why do you think, you know, you whippersnapper can come in here and tell me, you know, the judge was wrong. It's very difficult. So, mm-hmm. you know, the chances of winning on appeal are very difficult. So if you lose there, technically you can ask for what's called an en banc, which basically says, okay, you three judges aren't right. I want all the judges on the 11th Circuit to uh, consider us. That is very rare for them to consider that. You don't have to go that way. You can go ahead and, and uh, go to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court's not going to take this up um, if it's a year or two, three years from now because there's not um, – the circuit courts don't have uh, deferring uh, decisions. Well, I take that back. The District Court of District Columbia uh, did side on behalf of uh, R.J. Reynolds on like, graphic warnings, mm-hmm. whereas the uh, Fourth Circuit, I believe it was, Kentucky, you know, went the other way. But we don't have a, a strong um, tense moment now in the district courts, and that's usually when the Supreme Court steps in and says, hey, hey, we got to settle with the district courts you're confused about, or the yeah. circuit courts, rather. Or well, court of appeals, bye. Right. So obviously, there's a lot that's going to happen. There's a lot that's going on, and I think a very good point you made earlier is that we're probably not going to get out of this unscathed. We have a lot of good things that could happen, but right now it's woe is the worst. But with all the extra things we're going to do, I mean, what's the most you think the industry could live with that you would be, you and your clients would be like, okay, it's not the end. This we're, is what we're settling this, this for. Is, this is what if we had to settle. What is the best? outcome for settling think would happen well I mean, it's a very difficult question and i have to be careful about what i say cause absolutely I don't want held in the case but um you know I, I think moving the predicate date would be i think people would have a it's sense okay. of fairness. all this is off the record too yeah <laughs> no but i think people would have a sense of fairness if the predicate date was changed mm-hmm. and if it was changed to 8 8 16 i think most people would be comfortable with that i think even if it went back a year or two i think people would be like eh, okay you know i'm still not in it whatever the case may be but I think a sense of fairness would be there. there we looked at uh, tax cases and when mm-hmm. they brought out new legislation. And a lot of times the tax cases will go back a year or two and people will say, yeah, the retroactivity and the judge is like, that's okay, a year or two. But when you go back nine years, you know, there's just a real uh, unsense of, uh, well, unjust you know, sense 
Um, and, you know, a couple other things, you know, if you can reduce the size, and why does it have to be 30%, the, the label? You know, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. Alana keeps bringing up the, the point. It's like when I look at a cigar, there's no warning label on that. There's no requirement that the labels – and that's the point of entry, if you will. Right. And yes. when you put it in your mouth and yeah. you're making the deciding, not on the box. Yeah. You know, so there's a couple things that could be tweaked there, I think, that would, would be okay for our clients. Absolutely. Let's get a Surgeon General warning on every single stick. But even just say Surgeon General warning, the entire bottom of the box needs to be Surgeon – like I would – almost prefer that like it's there it's big it's on the bottom of the box like don't take up my well, beautiful artwork not to, not to mention there's also the point of each box or there has to be a rolling 10 different um warning um, labels on the, the six, products yeah, yeah, six. Six. yeah uh, five and then there's the additional one yeah, yeah. And, and you have to submit as a manufacturer you have to submit your plan to the fda so it's not just you have to do a couple things but you have to continually report to the fda but you're reporting i mean how quickly are these people getting back to you know like you that's can't, the problem and you can't make that's, a decision because you're waiting three four five six months there's an inherent conflict between governmental regulations and uh, capitalism yeah. okay and I'm, I'm talking about sit back and smoke your cigar ha 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 you know on the backs of the poor i'm talking about people trying to make a living mm-hmm. and and actually employ thousands and thousands of people if you've ever mm-hmm. been to estelle you go to aj's factory you go to yep. la aurora there are thousands and thousands of people who actually make their living at this and they're happy to have that job and they're proud of that job you know and you're taking that away from them yep. forget about us you know we the, the problem with cigars is the public's image is a rich white guy fat rich white guy who's sitting back and you know and laughing at everybody and it's just not true it's just right. not true and unfortunately we got grouped in with cigarettes and e-cigarettes and all this other stuff mm-hmm. absolutely and a very good point you know it's not just we who are suffering retailers manufacturers but those guys in the factory a lot of those pairs are husband and wife absolutely that is sons and daughters exactly in those factories mm-hmm. that's you know what they do that is their entire life i mean where do they go after that they talk about the government talks about they want to uh, you know export uh, democracy to uh, latin america and the caribbean and all that and i've seen it in Esteli. when i started going there years ago it was a very you know it was, it was a wild west now there's a burger king there's a pizza hut i mean there's a nice hotel i mean you, you laugh at that but that's i mean that's democracy really and there's yeah. a sense of a rising middle class there mm-hmm. people have nicer bikes nicer motorcycles they're actually living in nicer houses and it's all because of the cigar industry yeah it's unfortunate frank thank you for being here hopefully we'll have you back as we continue on through this journey that we are going for it's been an absolute pleasure alana thank you for being here and you know keep up the good work and the research and i'm sure it's going to be a long couple of months <laughs> thank you very much all we right. appreciate it now, stick around don't have to leave we're just going to sit here we got to talk about it's time now to see once again who belongs in a cigar insane asylum Welcome to the Cigar Asylum. Did you know I'm utterly insane? We all go a little mad sometimes. Where logic and reason cease to exist. This week, brought to you by CLE and Asylum Cigars, who belongs in a cigar insane asylum, Lady M. So, get this. Is this in Florida? Probably. No, it's not. It's in Ohio. Not so fast food, not the happiest meal, not loving it. Remember when you were a kid and you got your special treat from your mom? You go to McDonald's, you get the Happy Meal, you get the cool thing. Da, 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 da. Just wanted the toy in the box, didn't care about the food. Whatever. That's well, what in this case, want. it wasn't such a happy trip to McDonald's. In Sandusky, Ohio, um, oh, man, a couple moms beat up a McDonald's employee in the parking lot with the help of their kids. On June 8th, Ashley England, Mary Jordan, and Sammy Whaley decided to take a lovely trip to Mickey D's with their kids. Apparently, it was not the happiest of meals. Um, basically, they weren't so happy that their food took so long to get delivered and they waited for the employee to go out into the parking lot and jumped her. So they they came in, they complained the food was slow, 
They ate. Yep. They went in the parking lot, and then yep. they waited for the employee to get yep. off of work. Yep, after ordering, paying, awesome. eating, they waited for her to get off of work and then beat the living snot out of her right there in the parking lot. To add insult to the injury, injury as if working for McDonald's for minimum wage is not getting beat up enough, <laughs> they had the children help assault the employee. Everyone fled the scene, but police used the surveillance footage to catch the women, and these are their three lovely mugshots, which are up on our Facebook page. They seem way too happy with themselves. They are loving the mugshots. Yeah, the, pic- the photo op. You know, I mean... You three girls deserve to be in insane asylum with your children. Nothing <laughs> like going into a parking lot and being like, no, Billy, you gotta punch him like this. No, you see, don't kick with your right foot. Kick him in the... Kick him in the ribs. I can't. There you I go. Can't even handle this. That's you know. At least it's not Mother's Day weekend because that would just be the most ironic thing ever. If people, that do was going this. On. people do this. People do. I mean, this. yes. Let's, the service was slow, so now let's go beat up the employee because it's oh. definitely the employee's fault. Man, awful. Terrible. Absolutely awful. Well, that was a good show. Absolutely. Thank you once again for joining us on another fantastic episode of Kiss My Ash Radio. We hope you have learned a lot. With special thanks. To uh, My- Michael from Without Industries, Frank, for being here for all your information. It's been wonderful. We'll get back to you soon. Next week, Mel Shaw of Mbombe Cigars. Until then, keep it lit. Palm Beach's hottest party and best value at Spearmint Rhino and Okeechobee and Military Trail. It's the Vegas party scene and entertainment at local prices. When's the last time you've been to the Rhino? Friendliest staff and service with awesome specials. Like $2, Ucala, including Grey Goose, Crown Royal, and even import beer. The Spearmint Rhino, where the real party happens. Don't forget about $10 Tuesdays and Friday Power Hour. Free well drinks from 5 to 6 p.m. Palm Beach's best value at the Spearmint Rhino Gentlemen's Club. Introducing the Coots, Connecticut, a true old-school premier cigar expertly crafted in Honduras by only the most experienced cigar masters. Its unique super-aged Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper intermingled with seasoned tobaccos from the Dominican Republic, Honduras, and Nicaragua, creating a balanced, mild-to-medium-bodied smoke that provides a crisp flavor, clean taste, and super-smooth finish. Coots, Connecticut is available at fine tobacconist retailers nationwide. Visit www.coots.com.